This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the 877 Cars for Kids jingle. It's the Ham Talk Live jingle. Good evening, everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 200. Celebrating 200 episodes recorded live on Thursday, February 20th. 2020. We've got all kinds of 20s going on here. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 200 of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're doing something different. We're going to take your calls all throughout the show tonight. And um, I'm going to play some of my favorite moments from the first 199 episodes. And um, during each segment... I'll uh, switch over to answer the phones, and um, we're going to ask a trivia question. So if you've been paying attention to the show, um, then maybe you'll know the answer. And and if you haven't been paying attention to the show, you you can always go look it up. Or um, if you listen to the clip, you might just hear the answer. So... Um, maybe you just pay attention, but anyway, we're going to give away, uh, some prizes tonight and the first person to call in with the correct answer on each, uh, clip tonight will win a prize. So thanks to ICOM America for giving us three ICOM swag bags to give away. Tower Electronics gave prize packs with their famous PL259s and uh, a pack of power poles and all kinds of helpful parts and tools. And then LDG Electronics uh, is giving away a $200 tuner in honor of the 200th episode. So thank you, LDG, for uh, making that happen. They have been wanting to sponsor the show, and we ha- we haven't had room. <laughs> so... Uh, they decided to uh, get involved with the uh, giveaway tonight, so we thank them for that, and we will take your calls in just a few minutes. Well, uh, last week here on the show, Dustin Thomas, NHRMA, was here to talk about the 2020 State of the Hobby Survey, and if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at HamTalkLive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, or you can catch the rebroadcast of the show on WTWW, that's 5085-5085 AM. 
Saturday evenings at about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you're going to have a chance to call in and win. So let me give you the phone number so you can have it on speed dial. As soon as you know the answer, you can give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, that uh, new phone number is 859 859- Nine eight two seventy three seventy three. Before each clip, we'll ask a Ham Talk Live trivia question, and if you call in with the correct answer, you'll win. So we'll be right back to do this right after this word from ICOM America, right here on Ham Talk Live. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilogram or just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery, 10 watts with a power supply. It has sideband, CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions, a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, micro SD card slot, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, and the speaker mic comes standard and supports QRP operations. The perfect accessory for your IC705 is the optional backpack, LC192, with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. Right now, you can be taking a de-expedition to North Korea and work the pile-up of the century. But instead, you've decided to listen to Ham Talk Live. We thank you. And now, here's Neil Rapp with more of the show. I think I could listen to that bumper music 50 times a day. Welcome back to episode number 200 of Ham Talk Live. ICOM has graciously donated some swag bags, so we're going to start with one of those. We're going to give away one of those if you can answer the trivia question correctly. So again, this is how this works. I'll ask a trivia question from a previous episode of Ham Talk Live, and then I'll play a clip from that episode. And while that clip is playing, I will take phone calls at 859-982-7373. And uh, the first person to call in with the correct answer We'll win the prize. Now, if you don't know the answer, keep listening because you you may well get a hint um, if you listen. So uh, the first prize is going to be one of the ICOM swag bags. So um, be sure to call in. It's 859. Uh, You can't can't call yet. I haven't asked the question yet. 
859-982-7373 is the phone number. So uh, if you know the answer, then then give us a call, and uh, and we'll try to manage that. And uh, it, it's a one-man show here, so i got to try to manage all of this myself. Well, um, if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, I'm sorry, but uh, this has been uh, recorded on Thursday night, so uh, you're not going to be able to uh, call in and win. So my apologies for that. And uh, let's see here. Well, the, the, you know, the show started with a demo episode. My best friend, Eric Bonham in 9KDB was on the show, and uh, we did just a short show just to have something online and and kind of talk a little bit about some things going on. And we talked about, you know, a little bit of this and that. And then I asked Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, to be my first guest on the first official episode. And um, you had a chance to get to know me a little bit better because we got to know each other pretty early on in life and in ham radio. Uh, he was a, a teenager and I was probably nine or something. And, um, you know, it gave us a chance to, to get acquainted a little bit. But on the second episode, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, came on the show and we, we played a game show. I think it was the first time we ever had a ham radio game show on. Um, but it was called Would You Rather? So here's the question. Here's the trivia question. How did Don answer? Would you rather get hit by a live turkey dropped from a helicopter or your city attacked by a monster lizard? So which one did did Don answer? Did he say he'd he'd rather get hit by a live turkey dropped from a helicopter? Of course, this is a WKRP in Cincinnati reference. Or... Your city attacked by a monster lizard. As soon as you know the answer, give us a call at 859-982-7373. And now here's Don with Would You Rather on episode number two. We're, we're going to do this, and, and this is something I've been looking forward to all week. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in ham radio media history, at least that I know of, we're going to play a game show. You are so star for entertainment. Since Don is so much fun when he doesn't have to be serious, and he's probably the only guest that I'll ever have that's crazy enough to do anything this silly, it's time <laughs> to play the Ham Talk Live version of Would You Rather. Oh, Lord. All right, let me strap in. All right, I think I'm ready. Yeah, strap in. Strap in. And, and, and here we go. Okay, so, right. so here's the first one. And by uh-huh. the way... Uh, if you play along at home, you can do this on Twitter. Our, my assistant, Nick, is standing by on Twitter to, to post this on Twitter so you can vote. Just look for <laughs> Ham Talk Live, and you can you can vote on some of these. So <laughs> would you rather get an RF burn or an electrical shock? I have had both, and the RF burn lasts longer. So I would rather have the jolt than the burn. Yeah, that that's... I ran this by some of the kids, and they said the same thing. So, yeah. Uh, would you rather be locked up in a room for an entire day with Bob Heil or Gordon West? Wow. See, now that's um, as much as I love Gordon. I think it would probably probably be Bob because some of some of the coolest 
moments or, or periods of time I've spent, one of them was in, in Huntsville, Alabama last year, um, went out to dinner with Bob. It was me, Bob, and Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB. And when you get Bob by himself, I mean, you can see, you know, you see Bob at Hamfest and it's cool and everything, but you're in the middle of a human pileup. When you can get Bob just by himself, school is in session. All the stories from his rock and roll days and his, and uh, talking about, um, you know, Klipsch, his mentor, um, and just everything, just, oh my God. Now, taking nothing, nothing away from Gordon because, um, back in, uh, was it 99, 2000, something like that? One of, I think it may have been 2000, my second trip to Dayton. Um, I'm talking to Gordon and he's like, well, I'm going to be in New Orleans like in a couple of months. Um, if you want, I'll, um, I'll do one of my, one of my, uh, my stage shows. If you want to put that together and find a venue, I'll do it for free since I'm going to be there for business. Anyway, I said, sure. So I put together, um, the, uh, the Gordon West appearance in New Orleans. And so anyway, I got to spend some good quality time with Gordon too. I actually drove around in my pickup truck with a cassette uh, recorder and I interviewed him for Newsline just driving around in the truck. Gordon came to my house and met Don and Tyler. Tyler was not quite a year old. And then we took Gordon, uh, the, my, myself and, and two or three, uh, four people from the ham radio club. We took Gordon out on a swamp tour where Gordon fed uh, marshmallows to alligators. So I've had I've had some cool one on one time with both of those guys. But I got to tell you, it's so special to to just sit alone with Heil and just listen, especially for an audio guy and a you know a rock and roll guy like myself. It's just it's it's golden. Sure. All right, we're, we're running out of time, so we're gonna have to go rapid fire here. So I know I'm long. Okay, here's the next one: hit by a live turkey dropped from a helicopter, or your <laughs> city attacked by a monster lizard. As God is my witness. Um, <laughs> exactly. WKRP. Uh, okay. Uh, drop by a turkey or my city attack. You know, I could, uh, I would probably be mesmerized by the sight of this turkey falling on me that I wouldn't be able to, to, uh, to avoid it. But, but having grown up in Oklahoma and spent uh, lots of time down here, I know how to run away from both tornadoes and hurricanes. So I think I'll take the lizard. All right. Go without internet for a week or radio waves for a week. Now, radio waves includes Wi-Fi. Uh, well, well, but Wi-Fi internet would be the same thing. So, well, yeah. Um. Oh man, do I have to? <laughs> I I uh I don't know. I'd probably just have to sleep. Okay. Uh, get cut by a Harry's razor or take the wrong person's pill pack. Oh, I've never been cut by a Harry's razor. So, uh, probably take the wrong person's pill pack because, uh, that would, um, well, you know, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to mix, uh, it's just like being pulled over by the, by the policeman. And, uh, and he says, uh, sir, have you been drinking? And your friend over in the shotgun seat says, are you insane? Do you think this man is dumb enough to mix alcohol and drugs? You know, take a sledgehammer to a TS 2000 or an IC 7100. <sighs> The 2000 would be a bigger target, and uh, I had a 2000 get hit by lightning, so I've kind of done that already. So I'll say take the sledgehammer to the 2000 because uh, I never did like that radio. Oh, no. Okay, tell your wife that you <laughs> how much you really paid for your radio gear or climb your tower in a rainstorm to replace, replace the feed line. Climb the tower. 
Oh, wow. Climb the tower. Work the sewage pumper truck at the Hamvention or the complaint desk? <laughs> uh, the complaint desk. No one wants to be a Rumpke Ranger. <laughs> Program all the channels in your handheld manually or take the extra class test over? As I'm looking at my Bofang, I believe I'd rather take the extra test over. Yeah, I think so. Spend an entire evening on 14313 or no. 3898. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> does the radio have to be on? Yes. Um, how much can I drink? <laughs> and what, oh, what, time of, what, time of, what time of the day it is, because I want to pick the one with the least, least propagation. There you go. There you go. Well, there you have it, folks. It's the Ham Talk Live version. Would you rather? Would you rather? And thank you, but I'd rather not. <laughs> Dodd Wilbank. So all contestants on Ham Talk Live, would you rather? Do not win a new car. Do not win a home version of the game. And do not even win a measly box of rice aroni, the San Francisco well, treat. Wow. Be sure to tune in next time to Ham Talk Live, would you rather? Assuming we're still on the air after we just did that. All right. Got to got to got to go. Coming up next is your chance to call in. We'll try to cram in one call here. You can Skype us at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812 net ham 1. Ham Talk Live may be back after this word. <laughs> Don't count from on it. Tower Electronics. Oh my goodness, that was that was fun. Well, we do have a winner. Paul Brown WD9GCO knew that it was the monster lizard so congratulations to paul and we'll send you an icom swag bag your way soon and thanks for playing so uh next we fast forward to episode number nine when once again same theme we have another game show and don was on again i i think that was set up but um we played name that rig it was a contest, and Andy Morrison, K9AWM, was the contestant. And uh, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, was uh, was on the show again. And so this really, well, there's a story behind this. <laughs> we'll tell you about it after, after we play the clip. But um, the question here for you all, the, the trivia question is, what was the brand of receiver? You only have to come up with the brand that was from the recording for Name That Rig. So as soon as you know the answer, give us a call at 859-982-7373, and you'll win a prize pack from Tower Electronics. So here's Andy and Don with Name That Rig from episode number nine. We've got a few minutes here, and, and we wanted to try something new with the show, and so we're, we're going to try to do some 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 live contests. And um, Don, I know you are a big fan of of WKRP in Cincinnati, like I am. Yes, I am. Because we 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 work in radio, and we realize how real a lot of that stuff is. <laughs> like like the, the time. That they call up and say, "Well, why didn't you say that the radio station was off the air?" <laughs> well, the radio station is off the air. How are we yeah. going to announce to you exactly. that it, the radio station is off the air? Exactly, the radio station is off the air. So, so there's all kinds of great things. Of course, the, the turkey drop was was always big, but there was yep. this one episode where Doctor Johnny Fever and Venus Flytrap had to come up with a contest. 
So in in the spirit of that contest, it's it's the game show music once again. Uh, in the spirit of that episode, it's time to give you sort of a chance to win a special prize just for you. It's time to play Name That Rig. <laughs> I'm frightened. So, you, you, you probably should be. But yeah, yeah. Here's how this is going to work. You give us a call. It's 812-NET-TAM-1 right now. Give us a call. And Don's going to be here, and Don's going to try to, to play this too. And uh, you can either take his guess or you can take your own guess so so give us a call 812 net ham one and it's going to be your chance to win so and we have a, a very special prize just for you and, and and we do unlike last time we did this game show thing with with don uh yeah. we do have we do have a consolation prize this time because last time we we, we said we did weren't even giving away any rice aroni so <laughs> You know, the San do, Francisco treat. The San know. Francisco treat. So That's we right. do have that. Okay. So Chicago, you got a call. 609. Yes. <laughs> yes. You got a call. Oh, and we have a call. <laughs> oh, we, no. We have a call. We have <laughs> we have our contestant. Our, and, and I think I know who our contestant is, but I'm going to ask anyway. Who's our lucky winner? Uh, well, this is uh, Andy, uh, K9AWM in Indiana. Oh, I was right. Hi, Andy. And thank Hello, you for... Andy. for for giving us a call. So, so here's how, how you play name that rig. Okay. I'm going to play an unaltered recording from a genuine, real produced, not homebrew amateur radio. And what you have to do is you have to tell me the make and model of the receiver that they're using. Okay, so you listen, and then Don, you're going to listen and, and, and make your guess. And then Andy, you can either take his guess or you can make your own guess. But if you get the make and the model of the receiver correct, you win your very own brand new ICOM IC7300. So how's that? Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That would very, be awesome. Your wow. very own IC7300. Holy cow. Wow. That's so, big time right here. Th- 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 now, now the pressure's on, Don. No kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure, Will Banks. Here we go. All right, here you go. You got to listen. All right, here it is. Okay, there you go, Don. <laughs> well, I'll, e- I'll, um, even play, I'll even play it again for you. Yeah, play it again. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna say that is a Swan 350. Okay, that's that's Don's guess. That's my Andy? guess. Well, since I don't have any better guess, I guess I'll uh, jump on the uh, Don bandwagon here and uh, and go with the Swan as well. Oh, you poor soul. <laughs> okay, so Swan 350 is the final answer. Well, it's we'll, it's the, what's we'll, the one we'll we're go going with the final with. answer. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. 
but I'll tell you what, you about gave me a heart attack because you're really, really <laughs> close. Really? You you are. You're really, really close. So here, here's here's the answer. I wanted to show a quick video of my uh, Swan Twin. This is oh. just the uh, 600R. Wow. Wow. So I had I had the make right. <laughs> you had the make right. You just had the wrong one. Holy oh crap. my! Well, we, we, wow. we were closer than I figured we were. That no kidding. So I started to say 500 CX because I actually had a 500 CX. Um, I, 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 and so wow, that I'm uh wow. Yeah, yeah, That's, that was that was. That was close. Well, let's see if you get, we'll give you another chance to win, Andy. So you can win an official Ham Talk Live glow-in-the-dark rubber duck. Not not an antenna. It's, <laughs> it's a real rubber duck. You answer this, okay. this question correctly. Who's the tech CEO ham? A, Larry Page, the CEO of Google. B, Brad Smith, the Intuit CEO. Or C, John Scully, the former Apple CEO. Oh, my gosh. I don't know either of them, so when you're in a doubt, go with C. Oh, that's correct. Hey, there you go. Wow. Yeah, John Scully, the former Apple CEO, is K2HEP. So you're the very first winner of the Ham Talk Live glow-in-the-dark rubber duck. So, Andy, well, I, will, I will get that to you. And thanks for playing the contest nobody could win. I, I mean, name <laughs> that rig. No, but we came close. We came close, Andy. Congratulations oh, on the rubber duck. That's cool. Yeah, well, you know, you, you take what you can get. Exactly. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, hopefully we had some fun with that. Thanks for playing along, Andy. I'll get that to you. All right. Well, it's episode number 200 of Ham Talk Live. And we have another lucky winner. Jocelyn Bro, KD8VRX, knew that it was a swan. But uh, the story on that, you know, this was before ICOM was a sponsor. And, and no, one, no one gave that radio. I was going to pay for the radio because I was so sure nobody could possibly just figure out you know, what the radio was just by listening to it. And then Don comes on and says it's one three fifty and it was just a, a model off. It was the uh, the twins. Um Wow. I I was I was uh <laughs> thinking well that was a thousand dollar mistake, but uh we got we got Andy the rubber duck. We got his picture with the rubber duck and everything is a glow in the dark rubber duck even so so uh, thanks, uh, Andy, for, for playing along with that. And uh, congratulations to Jocelyn Bro, KD8VRX. And um, I'll get that Tower Electronics prize pack with the PL259s, the power poles, and all kinds of good stuff your way soon. So thanks for playing. Okay, we've got one more. And by the way, the show may go a little long tonight, just, just warning you. Uh, one more clip here before the commercial break um, with one of our most famous guests um, on episode number 49, astronaut, inventor, builder, and son of the first ham radio operator, 
live from space, uh, Richard Gary at W5KWQ was on the show to talk about his new book and his time operating ham radio on the International Space Station. So here's the trivia question. Who did Richard's current call sign, W5KWQ, originally belong to? And as soon as you know the answer, give us a call at 859-982-7373. We're going to give away another ICOM swag bag. So here's Richard talking about his ham radio experiences back on episode number 49. Uh, his new book, uh, Explore, Create, chronicles his life from the early days of video gaming through his space flight and to the present day. So, Richard, thank you so much for coming on Ham Talk Live tonight. Absolutely. My pleasure. Great to be with you. And, uh, boy, uh, uh, you know, it's not often I hear somebody read the whole bio. That's uh, uh, I've had a lot of fun in my life, as you can tell. Yeah, certainly. You, you've, you've had a, a great uh, batch of experiences. And uh, tonight we want to focus on um, your trip to the International Space Station. And I know you could talk about this for weeks on end. Mm-hmm. Uh and we don't have that long. We have 45 minutes, and they cut me off. So uh, no <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the trip and maybe focus more on, you know, how ham radio played a role in that. Sure, sure, of course. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned my father, uh, W5LFL. Um, you know, when I, when I was uh, young, let me let me back up from the space flight and, and kind of introduce uh, my uh, journey through ham uh, as well. You know, my, my father, before he became an astronaut, uh, he and my grandfather, whose call sign I now have, uh, W5KWQ, the two of them went and got uh, certified together when uh, my dad was uh, you know, high school, college age, uh, and when uh, my parents moved to Houston, Texas, uh, where my father was an astronaut, and my grandfather still lived back in Enid, Oklahoma, uh, the ham rig was set up in my father's office, and uh uh, you know, every other night or so, that was sort of the way we sat down and uh, had long talks with Grandpa was with our, our ham rig. And so, uh, you know, so I grew up with, uh, you know, ham as a, a common uh, tool of the household. And so by the time I, uh, by the time I flew, uh, my father had already taken uh, his, uh, the, well, in fact, the first uh, ham radio setup uh, to space. Uh, aboard STS-9, the ninth launch of the space shuttle. And uh, that was the first time an astronaut in space spoke to the general public directly. And uh, as you obviously know, uh, ham, uh, uh, ham radio operators around the globe uh, could, uh, could speak with my dad, uh, including, I remember, some of his favorites were people like uh, King Hussein of Jordan, uh, the previous King of Jordan. Uh, was a big ham, and uh, he uh, we got, had a chance to speak directly from space with him. And so, so when I we began to put together the plan for my own space flight, uh, I was going to be flying 25 years almost to the day uh, uh, from my father's uh, 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 shuttle flight. And so I knew that as his son and on such a good uh, milestone, uh, I would be remiss if I did not uh, also not only uh, you know take uh, ham radios or operate ham radios when I was on board, uh, but try to kind of uh, push it up a notch from the status quo. And uh, as many of the hams out there who, who do some contacts with uh, uh, either the ISS uh, or satellites, 
you probably know, or some of them may know, there's there's actually a couple of radios that have been on board the International Space Station for, for many, many years, and that's not uncommon for astronauts and cosmonauts to use those radios. And so the addition that I did is I took up slow-scan television. And so I took up a handheld uh, microphone addition that has a slow-scan TV uh, device in it, and uh, that way, when when I was doing other experiments, and so I couldn't be at the radio myself, uh, I would uh, hook up this low-scan television uh, device, and I could leave it at a window, sort of automatically taking a picture every couple of minutes and transmitting it down, and taking the picture again and transmitting it down. And so, therefore, the the uh, radio would be uh, in use uh, as close to 24/7 as I could, uh, and uh, uh, and people could get, uh, you know, even if there wasn't somebody live to talk to, they could get an echo, uh, kind of a selfie portrait of themselves from the International Space Station while I was, while I was up there. And uh, uh, but I have to tell you, one of the one of the other things I did that I had uh, good fun with was uh, uh, because I was doing this the slow scan TV activities, and I had a laptop in the loop as well. It, it also meant that the the day I arrived on the station, as I was just getting uh, all the gear. Uh, set up. I brought a uh, folder full of uh, of images, of pre-selected images that I could transmit down for the first uh, few orbits around the Earth. Uh, that uh, that I personally had fun with, uh, where uh, I sent down uh, images of either test patterns from like the old-fashioned television test patterns, or uh, a variety of eye tests, uh, and then some kind of comical uh, pieces like uh, you know. Uh, Pictures of a, uh, a side of ham, you know, ham <laughs> and uh, or, or or pictures of my dad's, uh, you know, uh, speaking from his his ham radio aboard the shuttle. So in any case, I had a I had a great time setting it up. I had a great time doing it. And uh, but some of the some of the most interesting things that uh, uh, that I remember from uh, operating in ham was not only just the great conversations I had with people truly all over the globe, but uh, also how. Uh, how 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 impressed I was with the community when I would do things like it might be for the crew it might have been you know two or three o'clock in the morning let's call it uh, I might have woken up in the middle of the night to you know go to the head or something uh, I would drift back by past the ham radio that is sitting by a window I look out the window and I might be looking down at say Australia and it was in this the case I'm describing it was dark over Australia it was the, everyone in the ground would have known that the crew was asleep. Uh, this was a speech schedule, and so there'd be no real reason to expect anyone on board the International Space Station to be communicating down. But all I had to do was click the uh, the transmit button on the microphone, and immediately I'd be swamped with three or four attempts at contact. <laughs> and so it was uh, uh, it was really quite amazing to just think about the fact that you know when you're up there as an astronaut, uh, and that there's still people all over the world who just have their gear turned on, tuned in. And nearby to where, if you just cycle the microphone, uh, they will uh, assume that that's a live body up there attempting to transmit, which it, in this case it absolutely was. And you know, had great 2 a.m. conversations as I uh, traveled across, uh, in this case, uh, uh, Australia. You know, 17,000 miles an hour. All right. Well, that was Richard Gary at W5KWQ. And our lucky winner tonight is RJ, WY7AA. RJ knew that uh, that was his grandfather's call sign, so congratulations. And an ICOM swag bag is 
coming your way soon. So thanks for calling in, RJ. Appreciate it, and uh, appreciate the tweet earlier as well. Well, hey, uh, we're running a little long tonight, but we're having some fun. We're going to give away some more prizes. We've got uh, four more to do after the break. So uh, let's take a break right now, and we'll come back and uh, play some more trivia and some more clips from the first 199 episodes right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder tight PL 259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. One penny, penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL 259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL-259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL-259 connectors? We put the ham in Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics is back out on the road. They're in Dalton, Georgia this weekend, February 22nd. And then Cave City, Kentucky, March 7th. And March 15th, uh, Maumee, Ohio. That's in the Toledo area. And then April 18th, they'll be uh, back up in Wisconsin. They'll be up near Madison at Staunton, Wisconsin. But you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. And Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thanks to everybody for all the uh, well wishes and and congratulations. And and, and Jacob mentioned, uh, let me get let's see if I can get Jacob's call sign here um kg7eqn um he says congratulations on 200 episodes it's hard to pick a favorite the long island cw club show was one of his favorites um and the one with uh, ruth willett km4lao uh was, was some of his favorites but uh, he was hoping that no one says the b word tonight um well actually during the the first clip will banks said the b word so we'll we'll get it in here <laughs> 
Yeah, somebody said said, said the the Balfang word, so we got the Balfang in there. So, all right, well, let's let's move along here. We've got some more uh, stuff to give away and and some more clips to to listen to. And and our next favorite moment is. Um, from Denmark at 3 a.m., Andrew and Lisa from the Ham Band were on the show live from Denmark and even got up in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., to talk about these ham radio songs that they have. And, uh, of course, these are the people who did the, the Ham Band video from... Uh, from the tower he was wearing a tux up on the tower and 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 just went viral um so if you can tell us where this ham band album was recorded what city uh did andrew and lisa record the ham band album uh give us a call at 859-982-7373 and uh, you're gonna pick up a prize pack from tower electronics so here's andrew and lisa from the ham band on episode 75 but tonight we're talking about another band they formed and that's the ham band yes it's the people who made that video from atop that hundred foot tower they're here to talk with you this evening and actually it's three o'clock in the morning in denmark and and i gave them a chance to do this pre-recorded and they said no 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 we want to do it live and they may be regretting that decision right now as they're uh, they're loading up on coffee so andrew and lisa thank you so much for coming on the show anyway yeah, but it's 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 nice to be here, and uh, a lot of coffee, and uh, we'll be okay. And Lisa's here too. Yes, and it's pitch dark outside, and our dog refused to come over to the radio room, uh, so he's still asleep in the big house. <laughs> sensible dog. Yeah, I, I'd say it's it's sensible. So thank you so much for being up at three a.m. for the show. Uh, well. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to have you here, and, and a few years ago, this music video that you guys uh, made, Come and Join Us on the Airwaves, it went viral, uh, uh, over here at least. Uh, it was playing on a big screen TV at Dayton a few years ago, and it's been a, a big topic of discussion in the ham radio club that I do at my school, uh, that we always play that video, and, and they always sing, they're singing it, you know, half the time. And <laughs> so I thought, you know, we, we ought to reach out and see if, uh, if you'd come on the show and talk a little bit about how you made that video. But before we do that, you were kind enough to send me a copy of your whole CD called Seek You, of course, which that's a play on CQ. Um, and I had a chance to listen to it um, on a drive home one night last week, and I was I was really, really impressed, and I've been looking forward to doing this show because the wit of, of some of these lyrics and, and the quality of this CD – uh, was just so impressive, and um, I know you guys are fans of the Spurious Emissions Band. We've had them on, and they do some rock and roll parodies, but but this is some original country songs about ham radio and some of the real struggles in ham's lives. So tell us about the CD and uh, the musicians that you used for making that recording. 
Well, the uh, we were in the middle of doing a recording in Nashville, and uh, which is where we do all our recording. And I had this idea: let's uh, see whether we can we can write a lot of songs that really do tell the whole story of about uh, amateur radio. And I, I was so lucky at, at the time I decided to write the songs. It was you know nothing. It's not recently, but a lo- there's not a lot ha- new happened in amateur radio since we did the the album so it was very very lucky that we chose the right time and we got the best musicians in the world playing the music so it it turned out quite nice and i think more than a million people have seen the the video and a few people have bought the album not not enough and uh, you know amateur radio's um not um, an expensive hobby at all in my opinion but the way we do it at Oscar Zulu Five Echo in uh, in Denmark, we, um, we we we're quite an advanced uh, station. We've got a lot of nice antennas, and um, you know the, the the music side of things it 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 keeps us happy in in the um, it, because every time we do a, a contest or work DX, the 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 people say, "Hey, isn't that uh, Andrew from?" Uh, from the hand band. So I think we've made a couple of people happy going. Yeah, and and these musicians from Nashville, tell us some of the people they play with, they've well, played the, with in the past. Well, the, the, the owner of the studio is um, is Wayne Moss, and he, he everybody knows the, the, the Roy Orbison song, Pretty Woman, and it goes dong, 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 dong. And the, the guy who played that riff was um, was Wayne Moss, who owns the studio. He didn't even play on the record. And then uh, the bass player, I don't know if ever, anybody remembers that the Buddy Holly, uh, when his plane crashed, uh, there was a Waylon Jennings and a gentleman called, um, just a moment, my mind is just, just the middle of the night. But the, Tom, Tommy Olsop. Yeah, Tommy Olsop. Now, Tommy also played the bass on this record, and he was the guy who flipped a coin um, with the big bopper, and the big bopper got the seat on the plane, and he died in the crash, and uh, Tommy also uh, lived to play the bass on the ham band. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a deal there. That, that's, that's a deal to, to play for the ham band. That's... Uh... And then thing. some other people. We've got we've got a, a, a lot of really good musicians. So so the, the 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 strange thing about the record is that it is it is far better than 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 you might imagine. It's it's really it, it sounds like a, a parody, and it sounds like we are not a serious bunch of musicians. But I can tell you, we we really are, and we've got mixed reception. Few people think that it's ridiculous to sing songs about amateur radio, and to be honest. They're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It's, 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 well, I admit not- um, country mm-hmm. music isn't usually my style, even though, it, it, ironically, when I worked in radio, I was a DJ at a country music station for about three years. But when I listened to this CD... It was just so entertaining, and I just kept listening over and over again. And the last song that we're going to play tonight, I I don't know how many times I've listened to that song in the last week, but one of the jokes I always heard 
about country music, and Rascal Flatts even made a song about it, is what happens when you play a country song backwards? Do you know? I have no idea. Tell us. You get your wife back. You get your dog back. Your truck starts running again. Now, I didn't hear anything about dogs or trucks, but Lisa, I did notice there were several songs that had to do with hams that didn't keep their wives happy because they were on the radio all the time. So is that a real struggle? Well, in our little family, it's actually not a struggle because um, Andrew never goes off to work and leaves me at home uh, because we work together. We've uh, been professional musicians together for over 40 years. So uh, we, we are we're together 24 hours a day. So um, I think it's actually quite relaxing when he goes to his radio room <laughs> and uh, and gives me and the dog a little bit of peace and quiet. So so we're probably uh, not a very typical um, ham radio family. All right. Well, that was the ham band. And uh, thanks to Chris, AA4CB, he knew that uh, the answer was Nashville. Uh, so congratulations. And uh, Tower Electronics prize pack with their famous PL259s, power poles, and all kinds of stuff is coming your way. So thanks, Chris, for for calling in so our next moment comes from episode number 99 now episode number 99 is our most listened to episode uh, rob sherwood nc0b actually holds the distinction of being number one and number two in the most listened episodes of ham talk live and this episode number 99 um got over 6,900 plays. It's almost 7,000 plays. And um, he was talking about his way to measure uh, radios and make comparisons. And he was uh, evaluating a new radio that um, had just been out for a short time at that point and uh, was comparing it to some of the other um, radios on his list. So if you know what radio that was that uh, he was on episode number 99 talking about and, and evaluating and, and, and comparing, um, give us a call at 859-982-7373, and uh, we're going to give away another ICOM swag bag. So here's Rob Sherwood. Direct sampling radios are vastly different from um – your legacy radio. One thing I want to explain, people go to my website a lot, and uh, there's a lot of information there. They sometimes get carried away and think there's only one number in the world that you should look at, and that's kind of crazy. And I've mentioned that virtually every presentation I've made from Contest University to all the ham fest I've had the pleasure to speak at. You need to look at the whole picture. But, of course, this table is sorted some way. You have to sort it by something, and it's sorted by close-in diamond range, which is most critical for CW pileups, de-expeditions, and contests. Now, it's kind of funny that the uh, top radio that's been on my website since, well, 2014 was the Flex 6700, but it was only on the top when the preamp was on, and the league tested it a few months later in the early 2015, and they got the same result. The preamp made the legacy numbers the way we you know, measure radios like for the last 40 years, 
it uh, made it slightly better, even though you really don't want to run the preamp on the lower bands. That'd be crazy. <clears throat> but then I uh, had another sample that came in two years later, and well, in two thousand, actually in two thousand seventeen, and um, I was testing it along with the uh, Elecraft K3S, and for whatever reason, turning on the preamp no longer made the numbers a little bit bigger. So you'll see on my website that the um, uh, even though the K3 or the K3S didn't change from um, testing it a few years later or on this case on 10 meters because I was really trying to compare the two and make apples and apple comparison. So we just have to consider that somewhat of an anomaly. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the 6700. It's just I just say take the number with the preamp off as the number that you should really compare. So we've got um, – the ICOM 7851 ahead, well, I would hope so. It's $13,500. The Hilberling is ahead, but it's not really a CW radio. It's mostly a sideband radio, so it doesn't have all the features you'd want, like QSK or um, um, really tight selectivity, even though they did drastically upgrade it from a 500 hertz filter to a 250. But, you know, sometimes in a contest or a pileup, you need to go down to 150 or 100. So the Hilberling with crystal filters can't do that. And then there's the the somewhat anomaly in it. The KX3 is listed uh, also fairly high, but you have to consider... Read the footnotes, and uh, if you look at its opposite sideband rejection, it's a phasing radio. Um, the numbers are not all that high, so you just have to say, okay, I got to, I have to, uh, you know, kind of get a handle on what the numbers mean and read the white paper. You can click on it, it explains all that. So where did it come in? It, um, it and the other uh, companion receiver, you know, the R eighty six hundred. Of course, it's a DC to light radio. They came in at, at the same numbers. At um, you know 98 dB for um, the close-in dynamic range with IP plus. So really, I've said for a long time, if you've got an 85, let alone a 90 dB radio, you've got a good radio. There's approximately a dozen and a half radios that are going to perform well for most people most of the time. We don't stress our radios to to the max all the time. It's a good thing because. All those radios we had back in the up-conversion-only days that was like 20 years or more, starting with the TR-7 and up through like the Pro-3, they were 70 dB radios, 7-0. And they were sort of okay on sideband and not really adequate on CW, but that's all we had. So luckily, I mean, if they didn't work at all, you couldn't have bought them. I mean, you couldn't have used them. So most of the time, we can get away with 85, 90 dB radios and the uh, – and the 7610 is one of those. All right. Well, that was Rob Sherwood, NC0B from Sherwood Engineering. And Rich, WB3EGD, knew that it was the IC7610 from ICOM. So congratulations. And appropriately enough, we have an ICOM swag bag coming your way soon. So thanks for playing. Well, we have two more chances to win. Um, next, we're going to episode 121 uh, when we talk to Don N1DG live from baker island on the baker island the expedition so if you know what caused the delay of getting the camp set up on baker island or the main cause 
of the delay of getting all the, the gear set up and, and ready to go, uh, give us a call at 859-982-7373, and uh, we've got another prize pack from Tower Electronics to give away. So here is Don from Baker Island Live on episode 121. Hopefully we'll be able to to get to these guys. You got to dial twenty seven numbers to, to to reach Baker Island, so um, it takes a little while, and and we couldn't uh, couldn't get through our normal way here. So okay, we've reached the Baker oh, Island bar. We got grill. it. Down oh, around the, the Baker Island bar and grill. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hey Kevin, how are you? It's Marty. Little hot, little dirty. Okay, is Don around, or do I have you? Yeah, here he is. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Don. Okay, cool. NYBG here. Tell uh, tell uh, how uh, you're you're on live on Ham Talk Live here, and uh, I hope the audience can hear you. Okay, thanks for taking a second to. To, to, to break in here, uh, how are things on Baker? Well, extremely hot, and as forecasted, a little tricky getting in and off the reef. It was a long voyage here, uh, but it's mostly the heat that's uh, keeping our work efforts on erecting the camp a little delayed, but we have four antennas up in the CW area. We have three antennas up for a sideband area and two in the digital area. We have all but one station up and running. Uh, the first night we had one of these, well, the second night we had a very bad squall come through that broke most of the CW antennas that we had worked for two days to get up. Those are all repaired now, and we're making cues at a pretty good rate. So with the delay, we're up to 10,000 cues, but we'll take it from there because uh, even though it looks like we're going to get some rain again tonight, we don't need to be out working, and if the winds are not too bad, it won't affect them. Zillions of birds on the island. I mean, I've never seen so many birds, and they never shut up all night long. <laughs> Freaking ass-movies. Pretty... Sooty terms, probably a million sooty terms that don't know when to stop flying and squawking. But hands aren't too bad. We have over 500 cues on 160. We haven't seen 10 and 12 open even to Japan. Uh, sideband is very slow, but when we can't make QSOs on sideband, we're having very good luck on FTA which we also started up uh, yesterday. And we're giving it a good go in all bands and modes. And tonight we will deploy the six-meter antenna. So starting tomorrow, we will be QRV on six meters. That's amazing, Don. You guys have been doing just a fantastic job. How have the pileups been? How are the what? Pileups. are great on 17 and 20. 40 has been spotty and 
We only a few hours ago got up to 30 meters CW antenna, <laughs> um, the good one. So the pileups should get better from here, but I don't think conditions, I haven't seen the solar flux numbers, but I don't think conditions have been extremely, uh, since we got really going yesterday, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, why have you been using uh, is is uh, using FT8 due to the challenges of phone? Yes, because what has been happening is the signals are right at the noise level, and FT8 is a low power, low signal mode. So by using as little as uh, thirty watts, we're able to work stations that don't hear us when we're running five or six hundred watts. All right. Well, congratulations to Paul. Uh, Paul knew that it was the heat. So congratulations. And we'll get a Tower Electronics prize pack out to you. And uh, thanks for playing. So uh, that brings us to our final prize tonight. And it's from LDG Electronics. You can find them at LDGelectronics.com. And they have donated a $200 tuner for episode number 200. That's the LDG YT100, an automatic tuner intended for use with modern Yezu transceivers. It works with popular Yezu transceivers like the FT-857, 897, and FT-100. And like most LDG tuners, the YT-100 operates automatically, beginning a tuning cycle whenever the user presses the tune button on the tuner. And it features LDG's advanced memory tuning, providing 2,000 memory locations when tuning near a previously used frequency. It just recalls the settings and, and... it's nearly instantaneous. So thanks to LDG Electronics. They're at LDGelectronics.com uh, for donating the prize tonight. So here's our final clip, and it comes from episode 186 when Jerry Ellsworth, AI6TK, and Amy Herndon, AI6ZU, were talking about augmented reality in ham radio. And so if you can tell me the name of their startup company for the augmented reality glass, Passes, uh, give me a call at 859-982-7373, and uh, we'll get you that uh, LDG tuner. So uh, give us a call, and here's uh, Jerry and Amy on episode 186. You know, this is a piece of technology that's coming, and it's going to open up a lot of possibilities for radio communication, and uh, we're excited about what's possible um, in form of uh, augmentation for contesting or just general communications alone. But for one of the, at Visalia, I brought a very early prototype and I put together a simulation of what it might look like if you had a four square antenna with four receivers and you did just a little bit of math on the signals that you're receiving on these four antennas. And I showed Right on the table, you saw a little house. It was in 3D. You could actually reach up and it just looked like you could touch it. Right next to the house, you saw the four antennas sticking up right out of the table, just like miniature version. And all around the antenna, you could see cascading in the signal strength from different signals. What's interesting about augmented reality is because you get that extra depth to it and this extra interaction, you can actually reach in and select things with your hands or with an object. 
it gives you more information simultaneously. And so on this demo I put together, you could actually see the heading in which um, the signal was coming and which antenna you would want to select or where you want to point your antenna. Um, it's very hard to actually see that kind of thing on a 2D screen because um, you could see amplitude poking up out of the the, the waterfall that was coming, cascading in towards the antennas, and you could see the heading in which direction it was coming. So you can imagine in, in contesting, you know, if you're you wanting to reach a certain part of the world, you could actually take a look at, you know, you can have your transceiver off to the side, and you can have your, your tilt-5 uh, mat off to the side, and you could take a look at how your antenna is performing, and you can turn your antenna, and you can see how your signal is getting out in 3D, and then actually, like, figure out if you're aimed in the right direction, if you're heading towards that area of the world that you want to pick up. And, you know, you can just imagine it, take it from there. It can make it so much uh, so much easier to actually see that. When we were talking last night um, uh, with the folks on Ham Nation, we were saying, like, you can imagine something like a, a Google Earth uh, where you can see the whole kind of globe in front of you. You can spin it with your hand, and you can see how your signal strength is getting out across the globe. And then how neat would that be if the person that you just connected with also had that ability, and you could actually reach in and kind of interact with each other in real time while you're making that connection. Yeah, so we have the ability to track um, objects and hands, and uh, we have a wand, a magic wand that you can use to select things. And a unique feature of our system is you can actually, you know, our system is based on this game board that you open up, and that's where all the images show up. You can actually take your game board sitting on your table link it up to somebody else's game board across the world, and you have this shared 3D space. So imagine hooking um, our system up to the spotting networks. You make a contact, then um, automatically you could see this 3D world um, pop up, and you could see exactly where they are. It could load up Google Maps um, with 3D view of, of the terrain, the location where you're you're actually... Yeah, if they have a big... Uh tower there you could actually maybe see their tower yeah. which, would be, which would be pretty cool and maybe see the signal strength coming off of their tower as well that would be pretty interesting but then you could take it to another level as well so once you've like made your contact you could actually link your game boards together and have uh, communication over the internet where you could potentially share 3d 3d models so our glasses have the ability that you could digitize objects. So I don't know, you get the new ICOM 7610 and you walk around it and you digitize it into 3D and and then uh, you can link up to your new friend you made and send them a 3D model and you'd be like, well, here's where the cat port is on my new hot ICOM rig. And <laughs> uh, we also, you know, I should... I should clarify, like a lot of this is like super early. There's got to be like clever ham radio programmers that, you know, are going to take on these challenges of making the software tools like, you know, the Joe Taylors and folks out there. And, and of course, we're interested in that ourselves and we're kind of poking it as well. But, you know, we're just talking basically about like this is the future, what it could be like. Um, there's a lot of interesting things. So. Um, you were talking earlier about you're working with your school and they're having antenna problems. Um, one thing that I started working on, it's not complete yet, is I wanted to pull in NEC antenna simulations and be able to build complex antennas in 3D. So you would use the magic wand to drag in, in real time, drag in antenna elements and move them around and constantly be calculating 
the um, antenna. Uh, um, uh, gosh, I'm having trouble. <laughs> not enough sleep. Uh, radiation patterns as you move elements in real time, and you could just lean in to your table and you look at this miniature version of your antenna, and you can actually see how um, moving these elements is changing. And also, you could bring in Google. Um, Earth, like the terrain map, and you could see like how the terrain is going to affect your antenna, and you could set up like, well, I know we have high iron content. You could use the magic wand to paint iron on the ground, or I know the roof of my school it has metal, so I'm going to put <laughs> aluminum on the top of this. And you can model your house, and you could see how these complex interactions actually work in a very intuitive way that's really hard on a 2d screen but absolutely trivial on a 3d screen all right well congratulations to uh, chris blocks of me knew that it was tilt five so congratulations you get the uh, the ldg tuner from ldg electronics and uh, they will be sending that one out so i will let them know and and congratulations well, that's uh, that's about it. Uh, we're, we're running a little late here tonight, but I uh, hope you've had a lot of fun listening. And uh, I, I've had a lot of fun just answering the phones rapid fire. That, that's that's fun. That's uh, that's uh, what we like to have. So I hope uh, hope you all uh, will call in some more. But uh, no, the format was a little different tonight, and we had a bunch of prizes to give away. It was uh, kind of fun to answer the phones and, and talk to some people. Uh, while things were going on so uh hopefully we can uh, we can keep doing that so um thanks for listening and uh, we hope to bring you many more episodes in the months to come and again uh thanks to icom tower electronics and ldg electronics um, for providing the prizes for tonight's celebration for episode 200 and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed a look back at the first 199 episodes. And uh, one final reminder here, Carol Perry, WB2MGP, is now accepting nominations for the Young Ham Lens a Hand Contest. Any young ham, age 19 or younger, who's demonstrated uh, basic tenets of service and volunteer volunteerism rather, uh, can be nominated. Um, they can be someone who helps recruit or mentor other young people, assist at local communities, events or help in some way with the elderly or military uh, and just something in their community so uh, nominations can be sent to whiskey bravo to mike golf papa wb2mgp at gmail.com before the end of april and the winner will be announced at the dayton hamvention youth forum and that's a hundred dollar prize so um, if you get a chance and you, you know someone, nominate them uh, for that. And uh, there's 10 days left in the Youth on the Air Camp Matching Fundraising Campaign. You can make your donation count double if you do that by the end of February. So go to youthontheair.org and click on the Donate button. And uh, we're, we're well on our way to our goal here um, to help fund Yoda Camp this summer. Well, that is a wrap. For the 200th episode of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to everyone out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and typing in. And I invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when uh, Jim Idelson, K1IR, will be here 
to talk about the Zero Falls Alliance. And uh, for a list of all of our upcoming guests, just go to hamtalklive.com. And if you like Ham Talk Live, please re- leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. That helps others find us faster. So until episode number 201, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Came right back to my CQ call The readability five and strength nine You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked for hours and hours I completely forgot you're a ham I don't know your power or the height of your tower Frankly, I don't give a damn for 73s, to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the log Your 73s, to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the log It's hard to believe that you're into the deal Cause you sound just like a local up here but Why don't those whistling Mediterraneans Check if the frequency's clear Warm and cozy in our shacks And we have talked about thousands of things About shoes, about ships, about sealing wax About cabbages and kings So 73s, to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the log Your 73s, to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the log